Welcome to Gardening Talk, back onto when you are FM. Greg Richard joined once again by Judy Sharp. Great to see you back in the studio with us, Judy. Yeah, thank you, Greg. I hope it'll be a quiet day today. No, not quiet. No, we want lots of people ringing today. We want lots of people ringing, but we just want the equipment to work, don't we? It always works. Always works. Always works. What have you got for us today, Judy? Uh, Look, I thought we might just cover up. A few topics that we have, uh, roses being pruned and different things like that. Actually, guess what happened to me on Saturday? What? The garden guru came over. Oh, right. To assist me with my rose pruning. That was good of him. It was good of him, wasn't it? And how did he uh, go? So, uh, no, well, I taught him originally, so yeah, okay, yeah, well. I would have been very disappointed if he'd made a mess of them. (laughs) But um, why I'm talking about that is because now it's time I've got to put some poultry manure on them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Scott went around and put sudden impact on each one of them we had in the garage. Yep. But now I've got to chase some poultry manure up and make sure they get a good feed and we need a bit of rain. So I hope everyone out there that grow roses have now done their pruning and their feeding. Of course they have. I wouldn't doubt it if they haven't. Well, you know, I left mine a little late, didn't I? I think Scott felt sorry for me. Probably try to get in the gear, that's all. I think so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Alan, straight off the bat today from Stockton. He needs some help with fertilisers. Oh, hi, Alan. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Yourself? Very well, thank you, Alan. Look, I'm trying to grow blueberries. They've been in now for about three years and they're really pathetic. And um, I've checked out the soil and the soil's right, but they just don't seem to grow. And I'm trying to find out what would be a good fertiliser for blueberries and when to put the fertiliser in. Well, I know that this winter they've they've struggled probably. Um, you know, uh, in the nursery situation, mine were very unhappy looking all the way through winter and through autumn. Uh, they don't like that time of year, so that could be pr- part of your problem. And it's stocked in two. Are you getting much salt on them? No, no, it's not too much. Like, I, I do keep them pretty well watered. Right. Uh, and they're in an area where they are a little bit protected uh, from the sea. Right. Um, they're in a sunny area. Um, they get sun most of the day. And I, like I said, I do give them a lot of water, but they just don't seem to be kicking on at all. Now, tell me, uh, are they in pots or in the ground, Alan? They're in the ground. They're in the ground. Okay. Now, look, what they'll be looking for is probably some kind of alkalinity. Uh, So that's the kind of fertiliser you need to use. But, you know, I think sometimes just to use, there's a product called Flourish, uh, which is for fruiting. If you can find some of that around, and it's water-based, so you put it in water and you can hit them with it every week. And I think you'll find that that gives them a, a very good start after after the winter. Yep, so flourish once a week. Flourish once a week, but you need to find the one that is for fruiting. Right. Okay? Okay. And All once right. a week, every week. Uh, yep. But your leaves are brownie, aren't they? Um. Yes and no. Look, some, there's one plant that's very poor that I'm just looking at now. Uh, the other five that I've put in... The leaves aren't brown um, at all, um, and they're even sort of flowering a little bit. Um, right, okay, well, that's a good sign. 
that's a good sign. So let's yep. try and hit them with a flourish. And if you can't yep. get the one for uh, fruiting, even yep. if you just get the regular one for flowering, right. that will make okay. a difference, yeah. Okay, once a week. Once a um, week, every week. Yep. It won't hurt at all and you might get a shock. Okay, thank you very much for your time. You're welcome, Alan. Thank you for thank the you. call. Bye. Bye. We've got Rob now from the Central Coast and he's got something on his lemon trees. Oh, Rob. Oh, what have you got on the lemons? Uh, it's like a black... Uh, the best way I could probably describe it would be like a fungus on the leaves and uh, it's fruiting and uh, on the tops of the lemons. Now, when I picked one off, because it was a present from my mum and I'd always wanted a lemon tree having grown up on five acres in Sydney, and um, establish a prolific green thumb. And we live on a, in a unit with a northerly, northeasterly facing balcony. Uh, and it's giving this black, like fungus or a black type of something covering some of the leaves, not all of the leaves, and not all of the lemons are getting the, this blackness. And when I picked one off to take to Mum the other day, uh, it left a very, very strong citrusy smell on my fingers. Right. Look, Rob, oh. I think you've got sooty mould. Okay. Yeah, so you need to spray it with copper oxychloride. Copper oxychloride. Yeah. Now, sooty mould generally comes, follows on you having some kind of scale. Right. And tell me, have you seen many ants around? No, because it's in, it's one of, it's a miniature lemon. Yeah, and it's in a pot. And it's in a pot. Okay. Yeah. yeah well, generally the ants carry uh, the sooty mould on their little darling little feet. We love them for oh, it. But um, I think if you get the copper oxychloride and spray it, uh, you might just have to withhold on your consumption of the fruit. Have a look on the packet because it will tell you how long before you can use the lemons. Well, they're still just becoming really yellow. The one that I gave to Mum the other day, it was it was really yellow. So there's still a, a fair tinge of green on them. So they're not fully ripe or ready for I don't think. Yeah. But having said that, it's um, I'm just so chuffed, you know, having my first little tree, and uh, because I'm a, I'm a mad seafood eater, so I've got to have me living on that. And, um, yeah, and it's already flowering again. Is that right? Because I've noticed a difference from when I was a kid as to opposed to now. The changes in the seasons are so much different now than when I was growing up. Well, you know, also, too, um, it depends what kind of lemon it is, but it's, um, it's only a dwarf one, isn't it? Yes, yes. Well, it might be time to even give it a little bit of um, don't don't kind of hesitate when I say this, a little yeah. feed with sudden impact. Okay, yeah. Now, sudden impact is for roses, so when you go shopping, go, oh, it's that girl lost the plot. I won't yeah, ring her yeah, anymore. But yeah, the secret is that um, sudden impact is alkaline and that's what citrus trees like. Okay. And well, when we prune my roses on Saturday... There yeah. at the end, there's a little lime tree, and yeah. he got a dose of sudden impact as well. Oh, okay. So, 
it's not just specifically for roses because I have heard you mention that previously. No, um, no, it's because of the um, the fact that it's alkaline and it won't burn. Yep. Because the stuff I got, Mum gave me a bag of uh, potting mix and everything to go with, specifically for fruit trees. Uh, and I was just wondering, is the, the actual soil sort of not giving enough nutrients or am I missing something? Well, Robert, just depends. And, you know, you could check up with your mum how much she paid for that. Uh, yeah. there, um, there are cheaper potting mixes which don't always do the job on, you know, anything that fruits. Yeah. So yeah. just check up with your mum. But in the meantime, hit it with a sudden impact and I'm sure you'll find you have immediate relief, but you've got to spray that black fungus. Yeah, when I, when I did a, copy, a copper oxychloride, that's just all over the leaves, the, the fruit and everything, is that correct? Yes, that's right. No, yeah. mainly the leaves. Don't concentrate yeah. on the fruit because when you read what's on the packet, it might have a withhold and you can't eat the fruit for some time. So I trust you just to read it properly and, and do the right thing. Now, that's not going to affect the new buds and flowers that are coming on. Look, it may, it may, but it depends how bad the black fungus is. Um, And it will soon, you know, once you hit it with a sudden impact, it'll soon put new uh, growth out and new fruiting. Yep. Okay. Thank you very much. I hope that works for you, Rob. Yes, thank you very much. You've been a great help. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Gary from Singleton. And he's got a pruning question. Oh, hi, Gary. What can Hello, I help mate. you with? Hello, mate. How are you? Very well, thank you. And we are getting some moisture. <laughs> I can't Wonderful. really call it rain, but something's <laughs> coming down, and that's good. Yeah, we've mate. had a bit here too, but not a lot. Uh, at our church, we have a crepe myrtle that's much older than me, Um and it's been pruned, you know, over all the years. Currently, a friend cut it uh, about two and a half metres high, which is far too high. Um, so I want to cut it down lower, but probably a metre and a half up, it has great big knuckles right. that I can't put my two hands around. Right, but okay. Do I stay above them? Yes, you do. Right. You never prune back to the same place with crepe myrtles each year. You always come just above your last cut. Okay. And cut on an angle facing in? Look, you know, they're pretty tough creatures. I mean, I know we, we're very careful when we prune roses on the on the angle, but, uh, pr- you know, crepe myrtles are pretty tough. Um and whatever makes it easier for you, Gary, I think. Okay, I was just frightened of rot, you know, when they're flat. Oh, look. And moisture. Well, you can always just seal them over with, you know, with um, some pruning um, material, but I, I don't okay. think they worry that much, to be honest. All right, so I don't need to uh, paint the cuts. No, I wouldn't worry, no. I could remember that being done on roses, I thought, was it? Yes, roses. Yeah, we used to. Yeah, yeah. but um, okay. with you, you know, I mean, I when I drive around Newcastle, there are a lot of crepe myrtles that have been planted by the council, and as you can imagine, when they're pruned, they're just pruned. <laughs> Nothing fancy about it. So uh, I wouldn't yeah, worry true. too much, Gary. 
Okay. And One seeing Christmas. it's growing at the church, I'm sure yep. it'll be blessed. It will. It will. One other quick question. Good fertiliser for pot plants. A good fertiliser for pot plants. Well, I swear by Flourish. Okay. Yeah. I heard you mention that. Yeah, which you can apply every single week. Uh, okay. And there are some that are... There's some for flowering, and then there's another one that's for green growth. So it just depends what kind of pots you've got. Uh, I've got all sorts of bits and pieces, but it's mainly, uh, no, it's both green growth. Yeah, it's both. Yeah. Well, I just buy the one for flowering, flowering, flourish for flowering. Right, because I'm a bit prone to to kill things with kindness. No, you won't. Not with this. Once a week you use it. Okay. It's in water. Uh, And now that we've got winter over, you can start using it. Oh, yes, please. Yeah, well, I think we've got it over. (laughs) Yeah, well, I think so. It's time for me to get out into the yard. uh, We did have a black frost this year. Oh, did you? (laughs) Yeah, just near me is a lot of banana trees down there. There's a bird there right down. Yeah, yeah. See, a lot of people keep saying to me we haven't had a cold winter, but... I disagree oh. with them, Gary. I uh, me too. Mm. No, definitely. I'm, yeah, I'm not a not a winter person. Yeah, well, we've only just, as I said earlier on, we've only just pruned my roses this weekend, and normally I would prune in July. Okay, and carpet roses, as they call them, the yep. small. Yep. You don't prune those, do you? Oh, look, you can give them a little trim back, uh, but it's the feeding that counts. So uh, when you do give them a little trim back, make sure you give them some sudden impact. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. That's You've okay. Made my day. Oh, thank you for the call, Gary, and good luck with that crepe myrtle. Well, we've got Peter now from Seahampton, and he needs help with his mulberry tree. Oh, hi, Peter. Are you wanting to have uh, silkworms, are you? No, no. I've, uh, I've brought the property a while ago, and I've gone through a couple of seasons where the mulberries come on, they're really small, green, they don't even turn red, and I don't really know what's going on with the tree. The tree's, like, a lot older than me. Um, I was just wondering, should I aggressively trim it back, or what should I do? Well, you can. Look, it's really hard to do much damage to a mulberry. Uh, but, Peter, at Seahampton, uh, have you ever fed it? No, no, I've never fed it. I've just, it's just in a paddock where an old farmhouse was. Right, so is there grass growing up to it? Yes. Right, OK, look, I'd be getting that cut back if you can and then okay. hit it with some, even with some cow manure. Oh, right, yeah. And see what happens then. But I think you probably find the grass mightn't be very conducive to it um, behaving itself. Yeah, right. So should I cut it back or just leave it or just trim the grass? Look, um, you could cut it back lightly, but, you know, they're pretty tough things. But I think the grass is probably the deterrent. Oh, okay. Okay, Uh, and hit it with some some cow manure. Yeah, good. I'll I'll go and grab some of that. Okay. Thank you for the call, Peter. We've got another Peter from Thornton. He's got a question about locusts. Oh, hi, Peter. How are you going, Judy? I'm going very... Anything I grow here. Um, (laughs) Are you sure they're locusts? They're locusts, are they? Yeah, the little brown grasshopper type thing. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, they're monsters. They they love the 
spinach, the thyme, potato of leaves, the chocos. I can't get a choco to go. They, they knock it off when it's about oh, half a metre high. They just get into it. Well, don't tell me that because I just told Greg <laughs> I'm about to plant my choco today. You could yeah. be uh, putting the kyber on me doing this. <laughs> but, um, yeah. uh, look, I have a great problem with those little fellows. They're not actually locusts. I think you'll find they are, in fact, some kind of grasshopper. Uh, yeah. When I drive up my drive, I was so desperate at one stage, uh, I had a, uh, a dreadful poison mixed up in my car because once you get close to them with a spray, they fly away, don't they? You, uh, they're hard to, hard, to, hard to detect and catch. Yes, they are. Yeah, there's got to be something that can kill them. I, I, I have got it, but I'm not allowed to use it. I've got um, camellia poison. I can't use that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Look, um, I just, any kind of good um, uh, chemical that you've got that, you know, it's safe to use, um, but you find they fly away and they'll have a host plant. So next door to me, I've got a lot of uh, bananas growing and I find the minute they see me coming with the spray, they fly off to the bananas. They're pretty cagey. There's stuff here that they won't eat, the rosemary, the passion fruit, the citrus trees, but uh, they love the sage. Yeah, but uh, I, they uh, were uh, on my thyme. citrus. They love thyme. They love the thyme. Oh, they, they knock that over quick. Yeah, well, that's a shame, but um, I think you need, you're going to have to spray and try and get... Yeah. You've got to get on their backs. That's the problem. Okay. Yeah, that is the problem, and they do fly away as soon as they see you coming. Yes, you can't get many. I know it's them because I've just seen the odd couple around. But yeah, overnight they can just decimate about oh, five spinach plants, no problem. No, they easily can. And uh, Scott Sharp has a really good method, you know. He What's cuts that? them in half with his secateurs. Yeah, that'd be good if you could get them. If you could get them. But I'm not that cruel, you see, so <laughs> I just spray them. Rickets. No, he does. He cuts them in half. He's told me, yeah. I, I don't blame him, and I would too if I could catch one. <laughs> look, they're it's just... Quarter and quarter, as we call it. <laughs> yeah, look, they are difficult to catch. I will give you that. They're very difficult, yep. dear. So what can I spray just to hopefully hope that they'll eat it and die? <laughs> well, I always just use Slayaf on mine. What's it called? Slayaf. It's pyrethrum. Okay, pyrethrum. Yeah, okay. pyrethrum. Just get a pyrethrum spray, and but it's getting it on the back. That's yeah. the problem, as you've realised, yeah. yeah. The thing is to try and put it onto the veggie and hope that they eat it and die. Well, you can do that, that. yeah, because um, uh, the pyrethrum is quite safe with veggies. Yeah, well... It's a matter of trying to get things to grow again so I can get the damn little things to come back. <laughs> I think you're a bit angry about mm-hmm. these uh, locusts, uh, Peter. Look, I've, I've walked out and said, oh, look at that spinach. I'll harvest that tomorrow. Yeah, they beat me. And, yeah, and the you... chocos, they, they keep on knocking the chocos. You know, they get to about half a metre and a, a little bit and bang, they're into all the new growth. Gone. They're gone. Don't tell me that because I'm going to plant my choco today <laughs> and uh, I know where these little fellows hide and they do hide in my pine trees. I've seen them fly back in there and, gee, they, uh, they go uh, in the dense growth and they're hard to find and spray. So well, you, you're, you're just putting 
doubt on me today with this. Yeah, the problem is we back onto a bush, a lot of bush. Oh, right, right. Yeah, so it's a matter of going around and finding there's going to be fun. I've got a couple of little oak trees, that, but I've got no pines here. Yeah, no. well, they will find, you will find they'll have a host plant. So you've I'll got have to, to look have, closely. That's the go. Thank you, Peter. Thank you very much, Jude. You're welcome. Bye. Don from Merriweather. And he's got a question about pruning citrus. Hello, Don. How are you? Not too bad, Judy. Uh, I'm ringing with regard to when is a good time to prune citrus trees. Look, generally when they've finished fruiting for Uh that season. um, I just said to Greg that um, Scott, my um, son, who you all hear sometimes... He decided to prune my citrus yesterday, a little lime tree. I only grow it so they've got it for their gin and tonics. And uh, when I went out, there wasn't a leaf left on it. He just (laughs) went like crazy. But it doesn't hurt them, Don. It doesn't hurt to prune them. And a lot of people like to prune citrus so it keeps them down to a height they can reach to get the fruit off. Is that your problem? No, uh, well... Mine have got no fruit on them whatsoever. Uh, the possums and the rats beat me oh, to everything yeah. on two lemon trees, a lemonade yeah. and a mandarin tree. Yeah. Um, I normally get about 80 lemons off the lemon tree and uh, didn't get one this year. Definitely possums? Uh, well, it's like this. Uh, the With a lemon on the end of a branch and the branch is very, very thin uh, and the... Uh, animal that gets there in the middle of the night naturally uh, eats all the skin off it and you come out in the morning and you've got a white lemon sitting on the end of a tree. You know, I think that's more rats. Yeah, well, that's what I think. And then after the skin's gone, then the possums come along and eat the fruit. Yeah. But, you know, a customer of mine told me a couple of years ago that she really finally beat them by putting out a bowl of fruit every night or a vegetable cuttings, etc., And I said, oh, look, all that would do would encourage them. And she said, no, she got a shock. It actually drew them away from, you know, the things they were eating. Did she lace it with arsenic? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think so, Dawn. Well, but- um... My alternative is a 12-gauge shotgun that John Howard took it away, so (laughs) I can't eradicate them in that way. No, you can't. Look, there's a solution to this. (laughs) Have you thought about sitting up at night? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And what do I do? Just yell at them? Uh, Well, I'd I'd catch them and give them a cuddle, darling. (laughs) Not the rats, not the rats, but definitely the possums. I'd I'd get a 44-gallon drum and... Oh, no. With a big side to their neck. Oh, Don, you're being very desperate now. No, no. (laughs) I'm I'm looking at the uh, sensible remedy. Oh, right, okay. Well, I think it's better if you just sit up at night with a torch and grab them and give them a cuddle, darling. Relocate uh, them. Relocate them to your neighbours. No, with a... uh, uh, Manus Lampershane uh, cricket bat. That would be the best way to cuddle <laughs> You're getting very desperate. No, no, I'm just being uh, 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 straightforward. That uh, There's no sense in mucking around. You've got to be uh, uh, 
on, on the right ball to achieve the end result. Well, you do, but when you live in Merriweather, of course, you've got a lot of bush around you, haven't you? Yep, yep. Well, why not move? <laughs> no, thank you. I have lived here quite a long time and uh, I'm not moving, full stop. All right, OK. Well, we could try something different. Uh, why don't you plant them in pots? Well, I did have them in pots and then I put them in the ground. Ah, and that's when they started eating them. Yes. Oh, well, I had kumquats in a pot and like that fellow said the other uh, earlier... He said, oh, I must pick them tomorrow. I had 15 and 16 kumquats on a tree in a pot at the back door and uh, one was still a bit green, so there's 15 ripe. And I said to my wife that tomorrow I'll pick the whole lot. And I didn't have to because overnight uh, the possums took the whole 16. Uh, yeah. Well, there's anyway. another solution, Don. I go down to Coles and buy nice fruit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. I've spoken to you down there. Oh, right. Okay. Well, next time you bump into me, tell me um, how we went with a problem. Yeah, and I'll I see know, if I can I come up with any answers. But uh, <laughs> in the meantime, I'm going to prune the, the trees down. Yeah. Yes, it won't hurt to prune them. Not at all. No. Yeah. Well, they've got no fruit on them, so I you might may as well. do something to them. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Okay. okay, enjoy your weekend, Judy. Oh, thank you, Don, and you enjoy it too. And um, Always. I wouldn't leave where you live either. <laughs> it's Gardening Talkback on 2 and you are FM. We've got time for a couple more calls. We've got the traffic controller who's got some suggestions with possums. Hello, traffic controller. Hello, Judy. I normally ring in the morning talk to Todd. I bought one of those electronic things that sends out a real high-pitched beep. Oh, and it works? Well, the neighbour said it did, drove them all mad, so uh, <laughs> I, I turned it off, but I, uh, I'm going to start again at a very low frequency and turn it up. It's got about eight, so I just put it on the top one, and the two neighbours said they couldn't sleep, but I didn't have any trouble with, uh, with poppins or anything, so I, uh, I turned it off so I wouldn't get uh, into trouble, but I'm going to start to turn it on again. Well, if, yeah, if it was getting rid of the possums, I wish you the could... Neighbors. And the neighbours. <laughs> well, you need to go and help that other man too, I think, from Merriweather. Well, he, uh, you've just got to look in some of the gardening magazines that come out. They're thirty nine ninety nine or something like that. They oh, are. that's reasonable, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's no. all. Well, you know, I'm just a poor old pensioner that Mrs Trappy Controller bought it for me for Father's Day, you know. But it does the job. You just sit it on the ground because I had travel. I'd, I'd plant something, I'd come out the next day, it wouldn't be there. Well, that is wonderful advice. Thank you very much for ringing. And we've got a lady called Nancy on the line. She's going to maybe tell us the same hint. But thank you very much. Hi, Nancy. Hello, Nancy. What's your tips on the possums, dear? Well, I was having trouble with them in my raised veggie garden and I just got a couple of those cheap uh, solar-powered sensor lights and set them up. And every time they went near the bed, the lights came on and they frightened them away. Oh, and they run away, yeah. Well, that other gentleman, he also used a, an electrical uh, thing, but mm. then he's frightening his neighbours, so I <laughs> uh, don't think we want to do that. But, no, uh, no. Nancy, that's a good, a very good suggestion. 
Yes, at least the lights don't disturb the neighbours. No. <laughs> Good on you. <laughs> Thank you very much, Nancy, for okay, the tip. Judy. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. That's not a bad little tip, that. No, that's Using a good one. Lights. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, well, I don't have possum problems, but if yeah. you do, that's probably the better way to go. But my Arthur barks when they're there. I don't need lights. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, he's probably trying to find a friend. Arthur? Yeah, to play with the possums. Well, I nearly had to bring him in today because he ran out and got in the car. Oh. Would that have been all right? I wouldn't have a problem with it. I don't know about everyone else here at the station. Well, <laughs> they probably love him and cuddle him. <laughs> <laughs> a very interesting day today, Greg. It has been, Judy. Thank you, always. We're out of time for another week. Didn't even get time to talk. We did talk about pruning roses, didn't we? Oh, right at the beginning when we talked about that I had help. Of course, indeed. Guarding talk back on 2NURFM. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com. <laughs>